Welcome to Talking Wyndham, your weekly insight into the people who make our city surprising, fascinating, vibrant and interesting. Talking Wyndham is an initiative of the Committee for Wyndham. All the latest news and events are on our website and Facebook page. Hi and welcome to episode 37 of Talking Wyndham. I'm Kevin Hillier. One of the reasons for doing this podcast, uh, the idea of the Committee for Wyndham, was to uh, talk to you about things that are happening around the town and things that are in our city that you don't know about. And here's one that I'm, I've discovered and you're about to discover it with me. We have a monstrous, well not monstrous in terms of physical size, but uh, in terms of uh, the output, we have a very big barramundi farm right here in the city of Wyndham. Uh, up in uh, Lock Avenue and Werribee, in fact. Going to find out all about it now because I know absolutely nothing about it. So let's find out more from Jess Tail, who's the Head of Sales and Marketing for Mainstream Aquaculture, uh, right here on the Talking Wyndham podcast. Jess, thanks for joining us. Um, terrific to have you on our Talking Wyndham podcast. I guess let's start at the obvious uh, first question. Tell us about uh, mainstream aquaculture and what it is and how long it's been around and a little bit of history. All right. Well, um, thanks for having me. And um, I'm incredibly excited to be here and representing such an amazing company as mainstream. Um, so what we are is we're a uh, vertically integrated barramundi producer. So we have um, two farms. We have uh, one up in uh, North Queensland and we also have one in Werribee. Um, and also at our Werribee farm, we have um, so both those farms, we produce table fish um, for the um, premium um, wholesale market. So when you've been dining out um, at some fancy restaurants having barramundi, um, invariably it'll be ours. And we also are the world's largest barramundi fingling producer. So it's a surprise to many. Number one, that there's a barramundi farm in, in Werribee, but number two, that um, over a third of the world's barramundi are actually born in Melbourne. It is a, a um, big surprise to people, and uh, particularly to me. Um, uh, how did that yeah. happen? Well, the farm's been there for almost 20 years, and um, uh, one of the founders, Paul Harrison, uh, he seeded the idea, and um, he was looking for a... So he looked at aquaculture and the problems um, that um, invariably came with it. And um, number one was the, sort, uh, the, the choice of uh, species. And um, he, uh, he identified barramundi as being um, a really ideal species for aquaculture because it's incredibly hardy, so it's very disease tolerant, um, and it uh, can withstand wide variations in salinity. Um, and it's fast-growing and, and fantastic to eat. And the other one is uh, water. Access to water is one of the most important things for aquaculture. Um, and so he went on a search for the ideal water source, so one that was close to an urban centre, so we could get produce uh, quickly to market, so it could be really fresh, and one that was uh, heated. So our water source is geothermally heated. Barramundi are a tropical species, so um, the water comes out at 29 degrees. So it's absolutely perfect for barramundi. Um, and our water source is uh, also um, dated at over 1,500 years old. So it has no modern pollutants and it is incredibly clean and pristine. So we draw water up from 300 metres um, below us. And um, that water um, has fell on the Bacchus Marsh, Marsh, Marsh region 
um, and it has come down through about 300 metres of um, sand and, and rocks, and um, so it's incredibly pristine. And there's a huge geothermal aquifer that runs below Melbourne, um, so the Macedon Ranges, uh, sort of the edge of that basalt rock, and um, it runs right below us and uh, down out towards Rye. And so uh, many people have bathed at the uh, Peninsula Hot Springs. So um, that's uh, essentially the same water source that we're talking about. So people are, are bathing in this mineral-rich water that's geothermally heated um, as our, our barramundi. So how, um, and the final, how long ago did, uh, did that water get discovered? Is that a new thing or is that something that's been around for a while? Well, people have known about it for a while, okay. um, but it was uh, the mainstream founders who identified that as being really key to um, the uh, a perfect barramundi um, farm. Yep. And the, the final point about it is that it's um, salty, so it can't be used by other farmers, other crop farmers. So essentially we're drawing on an um, incredibly sustainable water source. So it's warm. Um, it's not drawing from uh, water that uh, other farmers can use, so it's quite remarkable. Who was the genius who put together the the water and the and the idea for barramundi? Because if you mentioned barramundi and Werribee in the same sentence, people would think you were off your not nut, quite frankly, wouldn't they? They do, and you know it's one of my greatest pleasures to give people a tour of our farm um, and to see the look on their faces when they they see the facility, when they hear the story. Um, but to answer your question, yeah, there's a group of founders with um, Paul Harrison, Dr. Paul Harrison. Um, he's our chief scientist now. And, um, yeah, so he was the one who embarked on that uh, on the search for that water source and um, essentially they created Spark for the, the concept. So how many... He still works at the farm. Oh, okay. Yep. Um, so, uh, yeah, Dr. Paul Harrison and Matt Mangan, two of the founders, still work at the farm. Um, so, yeah, it, it's brilliant to have... Those guys who have been with the, the business for, for 20 years now on this site, who have been through so many trials and tribulations, are still actively working there. Is it pretty much the same sort of setup that you had 20 years ago, or has uh, technology uh, had a big factor in, in changing lots of things in that amount of time? Yeah, technology has uh, definitely changed significantly. So around about two years ago, um, we completed the building of a, uh, a very large new grow-out facility, and... Um, that made our farm the largest warm water RAF, which is recirculating aquaculture system, uh, facility in the world. Um, so it's uh, it's very much on the leading edge of technology. Um, yeah, it's something we're, we're very proud of. Uh, as you should be. Uh, and uh, a facility that uh, I'm, 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 I'm staggered that it's there because I didn't know anything about it, and I'm sure... A lot of yeah, a lot of people listening to this podcast will be will be thinking exactly the same thing that they had no idea that uh, it was in uh, it was in Werribee. How'd you come to be involved, Jess? Well, I thought that aquaculture makes so much sense um, since I've been a little kid. Really, it's always fascinated me. I am just one of those uh, fishing people. I, I love fishing. I've always had uh, fish tanks, and I've spent all my holidays camping by rivers and the ocean and um, yeah, I've always been drawn to all things fishy. I've, I've got a huge aquascape at home, a uh, 400 litre fish tank at home, and oh, I've got oh. <laughs> I've got fishing kayaks. I love I love fly fishing, and I um, didn't study aquaculture because um, my career took me somewhere else. I um, uh, started a business in, in pharmaceutical patent information, actually, um, 
And we grew that and uh, we got a lot of experience in product development and, um, and sales and marketing. And uh, after we sold that, I decided, well, I'm going to look for my perfect job and my perfect career. And um, within a few minutes of Googling, I found Mainstream and I was just blown away that I didn't know uh, that there was a barramundi farm in Melbourne. Um, so, you know, a few days later, I'd be down and I'd met the team and um, after me chasing and, and uh, hassling for a while, um, I got the job and, yeah, I've, I'm just, just so happy to be part of such an amazing company that's doing such great things and has a, a really fantastic mission to um, not just, you know, create a business in Werribee, but really change the world and have a, a meaningful impact in the way that we um, produce protein. Uh, given that you sort of came from a totally different background, what have you learnt about uh, aquaculture in the time you've been involved? Well, that's a big question, Kevin, <laughs> um, but so much. I mean, it's been a brilliant, brilliant learning curve. Since I've started, um, the company has transformed a lot. When I first started, we just moved into the new grout facility. So, um, you know, we've been commissioning that and, and learning um, how to operate a, a very large uh, piece of kit, but we've, we've also merged with um, a company in Queensland. So that's, um, we have a, a farm up there that uses a completely different technology. So that's um, the pond farming that is probably more um, frequently associated with barramundi farming. And, you know, we're now looking at ventures where we uh, might build a hybrid of both those technologies and we're looking at um, uh, doing that in, in the USA. So, um, yeah, I've certainly learned a lot about the different um, ways that we can farm barramundi and a lot about the different markets around the world. And, you know, barramundi is such a loved fish and um, it's just continually increasing in popularity um, since I've started. Um, so people are really starting to clue on to um, how good it is to cook and how good it is um, to eat from the taste perspective, but, but also its health aspect. And um, that's something I didn't know when I first um, joined the company. And um, we're really starting to talk about that as a market. And people don't realize that um, it uh, has incredibly low fat, uh, really high protein, and extremely high in omega-3. So a lot of the reasons why people um, love and eat salmon for those health attributes, barramundi has the same. So, um, yeah, it's just really exciting to be involved in a fish that, that really, you know, has that fantastic suitability to the farming side and the production side, but then um, it's so ideal um, for the, the market side as well. Uh, you mentioned uh, some of the unique qualities about uh, the Werribee, uh, the Werribee Barramundi farm. Uh, is it unique to the point where we do we do it remarkably different from other parts of the world? And is this something we can... The way we go about doing this is something that we can share with the rest of the world or sell to the rest of the world. Um, uh, is, is that is, is that in this space at all? Absolutely. And, and that is um, the long-term vision of this company. So, you know, those attributes I talked about, the farm, where um, we are close to a, um, a, a large city, we're using a geothermally heated water source that is salty so it isn't used by other people. Those aquifers um, are actually more common than you might think around the world. Um, you know, there's, yeah, so this is the sort of system that we're proving the technology and the processes um, and building our, our brand and, and um, the market knowledge of Barramundi so that we could essentially put this sort of setup in, say, you know, just outside of New York or, or Munich. So, um, you know, the outside temperature doesn't matter. So, yeah, that is really where we're heading. And, um, 
that's, you know, what I referred to before, you know, we're trying to create a really meaningful uh, contribution to how the world produces protein. So that, that's exactly how we can do that. Jess Taylor's my guest on uh, Talking Wyndham from uh, Mainstream Aquaculture. Um, uh, you mentioned uh, the geothermal uh, uh, way of doing it, which is what you're doing at Werribee, and the pond version, which is the, the version you're doing in Queensland. Is there a difference in the in the taste, the texture, the look of the of the barramundi from the two different centres? Yeah, there are. Um, and, um, yeah, they're really interesting. So um, when you have a, a fish that's, Bread um, that's lived in full salt water. Um, the skin is firmer and saltier. When you have a fish that is uh, closer towards the, the you know, that blackish and fresh water, then the um, flesh can be more creamy um, and more buttery. And they both um, have positives about them. Um, and you know it, it can be down to the, the chef's taste. But, you know, if you do them well, both can be equally fantastic fish. And, you know, there can be small differences. You know, some fish that are grown in that salty water can have a, a darker outside appearance. So, um, you know, some retailer, retailers prefer that for the more silvery appearance. So, I mean, what we have is a, a great way that we can offer different tasting and looking barramundi but still fantastic qualities. Um, depending on, on what the um, particular customer wants. Jess, what sort of volume are you talking about in terms of, uh, of how many fish a week or a month or whatever are you are you producing out of the farm in Werribee? Look, we'll um, go close to um, – well, both, both farms combined, we'll go close to 2,000 tonnes this year. Um, so that looks like, you know, we're out of Werribee. Um, we're, we're selling between 10 and 15 tonne a week. Um, so those fish are going um, into our wholesaler and distributor customers and we also have some fish going out um, live. So we have trucks that distribute fish live into um, both Sydney and Melbourne. Into, into the markets or into retail outlets? Um, so our chilled fish goes into the markets and, and processors um, who then send it on directly to um, retailers. Um, and um, with the live uh, fish, they go to distributors who then deliver them directly into restaurants. So how would I know if I'm, if I'm eating a Werribee Barramundi? Well, um, you look for the branding. So if you're in a retailer, so just say you're in um, Point Cook um, Fish Pier or if you're at the Fresh Fish Place in Carnate, um, you'll see a, a label that says Infinity Blue uh, Victorian Springwater Barramundi, um, or they might just write Victorian Springwater Barramundi. Um, you might see it um, on the menu branding. Um, you might be in the Tega in the city, you know, a nice restaurant like that, um, and you might see Infinity Blue Barramundi um, on the menu. Um, or you might be in um, Shadowfax or um, or Werribee Mansions. So yeah, if you if you ask around for it, if you look for those. You know, you'll be able to find out our Monday. Uh, tell us about Mainstream. Uh, how big an operation is it? So we have um, just over fifty employees across our, our two sites. The land footprint that we use in Werribee is um, quite small. It's six thousand five hundred square meters, and that points to um, the, one of the key sustainability factors. We have an incredibly small uh, land footprint for um, the amount of uh, protein we produce there. Yeah. On that side in Werribee, we have our hatchery, 
we have a, the nursery and we have the grow out. So, um, yeah, the, the staff there are um, a mix of technical staff with um, backgrounds in marine biology and, and aquaculture. Um, we also have our sales and marketing team and um, uh, we have our, our maintenance staff as well. So the ancillary kind of uh, ripple effect of, uh, of what Mainstream brings to the table in terms of employment and, and opportunities and stuff is, is obviously pretty big. Yeah, absolutely. Um, oh, we've got a fantastic team at Mainstream. Um, yeah, makes me really proud, really fantastic group of really dedicated people. Um, a lot of uh, people like me who have a real fascination in, in fish and, and animals and, and sustainability as well. So um, look, we're um, we're always looking for great staff. Um, so yeah, anyone in the Werribee region listening to this and and finds it interesting, um, finds the story of mainstream interesting, um, yeah, we'd love to hear from them. How do they get in touch with you, Jess? What would be the easiest way? Uh, so um, look us up online. So uh, mainstreamaquaculture.com, um, and you can see um, find the, the contact details for our office there. Um, and just uh, give us a call or send us an email. Jess, the, 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 I know you're head of sales and marketing, but the, the process, and you mentioned hatcheries and, and things like that. What, what's the process uh, to, to, you know, for the for when I sit down at the, at the restaurant and, and eat the, uh, the Infinity Blue Barramundi, how does, how does it get there? How does it start and, and what's the process you go through and how long does it take before from, from the start to when it to, to jumps onto my plate? So um, the Barramundi are born... Um, at the farm. Um, now that that is an incredible uh, process in itself. How we um, get to choose the barramundi that we grow. So it's a selective breeding process, and we're looking for the fish that are the fastest growing, but also disease uh, resistant, um, have a nice big broad shoulders. Um, and so our team are always um, selecting the, the best fish. Um, combining them, um, and from birth, uh, they're quite remarkable. Actually, they go from a single cell to a what what you can visually see as a fish in twelve and a half hours. So the early stages um, is just shows incredibly rapid development. Wow! Um, and then they they're in our hatchery um, for around six to eight weeks um, before they get big enough. Um, to move to our nursery, then they stay in our nursery for a few months and then they go into our grow-out. And by the time they get to um, around that, that 500 gram um, mark, it takes around about seven months. So um, that's the first uh, size range when they're um, suitable for selling. Um, so most of our fish, we grow up to around that, that 600 to a kilo mark. Um, and that takes around yeah, eight, nine months. For the fish that are, are sent to um, our Queensland farm, it takes around about two years for them to get to the, the very large size that are used um, typically for, for portions and, and large billets you see wow. in restaurants. So, yeah, so it's a reasonably rapid um, development. Though still, uh, in terms of the modern industry stuff, it, that, that's quite a long period of time. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but aquaculture is uh, very, definitely a difficult business, yeah. um, and that's why it requires such dedicated uh, people. And um, you know, our staff really see themselves as the mother and fathers of these fish, and um, 
um, yeah, really responsible for keeping the fish as happy and as healthy um, as possible throughout their lifetime. Absolutely fascinating to find out that uh, there, there is a Barramundi uh, farm in, in Werribee and, uh, and the work that you're doing and, and uh, as much as anything, the amount of, uh, the amount of produce that uh, is coming out, 10 to, uh, what is it, 10 to 15 tonne a week, that's, uh, that's quite unbelievable. Uh, thanks for sharing the uh, the story with us, Jess. We really appreciate it. No problem, Kevin. Thank you very much for talking to me. I really enjoyed it. And uh, we'll be keeping an eye out for Infinity Blue, uh, a spring water uh, barramundi on our table uh, in our supermarkets and uh, our fresh food uh, operators uh, in the future. Thanks very much. Great. Thanks a lot, Kevin. Cheers. Well, thanks to Jess for his time and uh, what a uh, what an insight into uh, something I didn't even know existed uh, in our city and I'm sure uh, you're equally as in the dark as I was about it, but uh, great for Jess to come on the podcast and uh, and have a chat about it. And as you mentioned, uh, available to uh, go and have a look at it if you want to do it. Uh, just get in touch with them through, uh, through the website. Jess Taylor, I guess, uh, the Head of Sales and Marketing from Mainstream Aquaculture. Our Barramundi Farm in Werribee, another great little discovery of the Talking Window podcast. Until the next time, I'm Kevin Hill. Thanks for listening. Talking Wyndham is an initiative of the Committee for Wyndham. All the latest news and events are on our website and Facebook page.